Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How are you all doing today? I hope your day started off absolutely beautiful and blessed. It is Thursday, October 27th, 2022, and this is Bended Knee. Guys, Scott should be back, maybe maybe back tomorrow, but he'll definitely be back over this weekend. So I'm going to be with you just a little bit longer, and I've enjoyed the opportunity spending with you guys. Today, I'd planned on using this whole episode to talk about the illusion of choice and the great deceptions that we're dealing with right now. But there's something that is weighing really heavy on my heart right now that I wanted to talk about before we went into prayer. Guys, God promises today. He did not promise us tomorrow. And the importance of utilizing every moment that we have here, you know, just building that relationship with the Almighty Lord and then spending the time and, you know, with our family, with our friends and all the people that we gather with, just example right here in this community is so important, guys. The importance of being here for each other. And I'll tell you where I'm going with this. So on my show, um, in this one, you know, we, we always ask if you guys have prayers, you know, please just reach out to us, you know, either be email or in telegram, you know, we're all here for each other. And there's an importance of this in this community with each other. So recently, you know, I have been talking and I got permission to actually say their names. Um, Devo Prosser, um, Hi Vista, who are some of our family here. And right now they are going through uh, some tough times because they're about to lose their little fur baby, their, their German shepherd, which I believe I remember correctly. He was about 15 years old named Mason. And uh, I, I uh, got a text last night about three in the morning from uh, Devo Prosser. And he was just reaching out, just wanting someone to talk to you. And I had talked to him a couple of days, you know, because it's important, you know, just the fact of being here for each other and being able just to sit back and listen to each other during these hard times. Sometimes you just need a friend to talk to just to kind of let things out, just to get it out of your system. So they, I thought that their, their puppy or their dog had, um, you know, some arthritis issues, something like that. So they brought him in just to check on some, some options that they could do to make the dog more comfortable. And it turned out to be an aggressive form of cancer. And, you know, that's, that's a tough thing to deal with because, you know, on this point, you realize that your dog, your, your family, whatever you're, you know, at these times is in God's time. It's in God's hands. And, you know, just like with my dog that passed away a couple of years ago, guys, I will never forget that. And, you know, the closer you get to God, the more true love you have and the more empathy you have and the understanding of what others are going through. And it breaks my heart because, Basically, he was saying that, you know, the dog's so bad as of last night that the legs don't quite work like they did. And, you know, the time is just getting nigh. And uh, he's to the point where he's been sleeping downstairs because they, they sleep upstairs and they've been sleeping downstairs, you know, on the couch and stuff just to be next to the dog. Last night, um, Devo Prosser was on the floor laying next to his dog, sleeping with him, just enjoying this last little bit of time that, that they have with their pup. You know, guys, life is short. We don't realize how much time that we have. And, you know, whether it be a loved one, whether it be somebody, you know, that you've just become friends with, it's family, whether it's a pet, we have this true, sincere love. You know, animals are often become our family as well. They become our little children. And losing them is very, very hard. It can be a great lesson for children because it allows them to understand the process of life from life until leaving this earth. You know, we know when we're born that eventually we're going to move on. But, you know, it's important right now, like I said, to be here for each other, just to, to be here for, to be ears, to be there, um, just to give wise words, some sympathy, and just to show them that we're all here for each other. Because not only are we going through the craziness, the, the tribulations and the trials of all this stuff that's happening in the world, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to go through our own personal trials and tribulations. I've seen many people that have dealt with losing family members from this vaccination, you know, losing animals, um, Lord knows with all the stuff falling from the skies, you know, the cancer rates and all this other stuff, even in our animals have raised dramatically and it's an inevitable part of life. Um, but like I said, guys, we don't know how much time we have. So missing a moment to say, I love you to your child, to reach out to your father who is on the other side of the country, just to tell them that you love them and, and, you know, just share the memories of the old times is so important because we don't know if we have that tomorrow. Things move so fast anymore. Um, you know, we're all in this situation. I can't tell you how many times I've had people reach out for prayer from, you know, like I said, losing family, losing um, a pet, people that have developed cancer or something over the last couple of years, recently colon cancer. We've got many of our friends right here in this family that are going through so much stuff. And this is why it's important. This is why 
gathering together just, you know, for these, these shows that we do daily is so important so that we can be here for each other. You know, simple things like Steve Cusick, just saying hello to every single person that walks in here. This is what makes these shows different than many of the other podcasts is the love and the true connection that we have with each other and how important that is. You go to other shows and it's just a bunch of arguing and no one has that relationship that I see right here in Bards Nation that I see over on Kilted Christian every single day. Let me tell you something. It absolutely warms my heart because guys, with everything that's going on in the world, with you know the evil that we see every single day, with the deception that we watch our children going through, you know, it's great to have a place to come to just like this, to where we can speak to each other, talk to each other, tell each other we love you. Every time I see someone reach out and ask for a prayer, I see 80 of you on it immediately, giving them that prayer instantaneously, showing your sympathy, showing your love. And guys, this is what life and Christianity and, and knowing the Lord is all about. It's having that same love for each other that the Lord has with us. The Lord loves us no matter what. And we should do the same for each other. Guys, when it comes to going against and, and despising the evil, the evil is different than the person. Evil is something that gets within the person. And that is what we hate. You know the old saying, hate the sin, not the sinner? There's so much truth in that. And that's the key is that ultimate judgment, having faith in God doesn't just mean having faith that he exists, having faith that he's watching over this world, but it's having faith that everything that the Lord promised us is going to come true. And one of those promises that was made was judgment. And the, the, the judgment was going to come from the Lord, not from us, but from the Lord. And, you know, we have to find that difference between, you know, true empathy, um, the true sincere love for the world, um, separating, you know, anger from the righteous anger, which is okay, but getting rid of the anger, you know, letting go of those human emotions that dwell with inside of us. And the key right now, guys, isn't isn't violence, isn't going to war, isn't despising anything or hating anyone. The key right now is love and healing. And I'd mentioned last night on my show that just like in any war that you walk into, the the the, the part of the the point of war is to weaken the army of the other side. But you don't have to weaken an army with violence. You can weaken an army with healing them, introducing them to that Lord, and pulling them over to our side and making uh, making our army bigger. Guys, our job right now, more than anything, is to be here for one another, to stand by one another. When one of us falls, to be there to lift that other person up. And we're going to go through more and more trials. It's going to get crazier and crazier as the weeks move on. I can promise you that. We know that ultimately God's going to come back and he's going to take care of all of us. We're going to end up in heaven where we wanted to be to begin with. But right now, we need to focus on the love in our hearts, focus on that relationship with the Lord Almighty, and focus on being here for each other, guys. It's the simplest things that have the biggest impact. And sometimes just giving someone an ear just so that you listen to them, let them vent, let them cry. That's what we're here for. I'll tell you, when my dog died two years ago, I was a mess. I was crying. I mean, the first three weeks were terrible. I was crying all the time, and it took months and months after that for me to get over it. And it would have been much more difficult if it wasn't for my friends and my family who were there right there letting me talk, letting me cry, not judging me for who I am, which is why I will never do that for anybody else. I never forget where I've been, and I will never forget what somebody else may be feeling right there at that moment. And the best thing and the easiest thing we can do is just to be there for prayer and be there to listen, guys. We are here for each other. All right, it is 11 minutes after the hour, so let's go ahead and we'll get into some spiritual warfare and some prayer. Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the family that you blessed us with right here that I'm, I'm looking at right in this chat right now, dear Lord. The family that you have brought us all together in your name. We are your children, dear Lord, and we, need, we never need to forget that. We need to be here for each other just like you are for us, dear Lord. So during these times, let us have that empathy for those that are with us, for those that are that we love, for those that are our blood family and the family that you have created together in this community that we know as Barge Nation. Dear Lord, thank you for all that the people in this world are doing right now. All these Christians, all these patriots that are trying to make a difference in the world to bring awareness of what's happening to our children, to bring awareness of what's happening to the world in general, what they're pushing this great reset and this new world order for. 
or through. We know that you have promised us. You've told us this would happen, but you've also promised us that you were going to come back and take care of this and that one day evil would be vanquished from this earth, dear Lord. Right now, please, dear Lord, I ask that you give us love and discernment. You give us that empathy. You give us courage and strength during these times so that we can serve you in the greatest ways we possibly can. Dear Lord, not only have you given us eternal life, you have given us a life on this earth that has some meaning. And it's not eat, work, sleep, and repeat. It's serving you, dear Lord. Dear Lord, please let us all focus on what's important, and that is you. Let us not worry about finances. Let us not worry about any of the material things that are taking place on this earth right now. None of this matters. You said that a friend of the earth is an enemy of yours, dear Lord. Well, we are your children. We are not a friend of this earth. We are a friend of yours. We love you. And dear Lord, we are thankful for everything that you have blessed us with. Oftentimes, we spend so much time praying to you and just asking you for things that we need. But dear Lord, let us take a moment and just thank you for what you've given us. You've given us life. You've given us an opportunity for eternal life. Dear Lord, you have given us each other. You have removed the bane, the poison from our lives, and you have brought in new people, which have become family, not friends, but family, dear Lord. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the fact that we woke up today and we could draw our first breath. We thank you, dear Lord, for the moments that we have just to spend with our moms, our dads, our family, our children, our friends, our pets. Dear Lord, thank you for all of this. We are, we are just grateful because life would not be anything without you, dear Lord. And you bring not only just inspiration, but love to every single one of us. And you also bring us the hope that we need right now more than ever. So dear Lord, let us be your special forces on this earth. Let us be your great warriors that end up taking care of this evil. Dear Lord, continue to bless us with visions. Continue to bless us with, with your speech so that we understand what we can do how we can do the best that we can on this earth so that we can make these changes that we're looking for, so that we can save our children and give them hope and a chance, so that we can make this world what you had intended to, dear Lord, and so that we can remove this evil from this earth forever. We love you, dear Lord, with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Guys, I tell you, man, it was, it's, it's rough. You know, the closer you get to the Lord Almighty, the closer you get to God, the more sincere and true love you have, the more empathy that you have for others. And it's it's a blessing and a curse because it's hard, you know, when you kind of feel like you're suffering along with others. But the only reason that you feel that way is because of that true love that you have in your hearts for other people. And I just, every day, I, I just look at this chat. I look at the chat over in Kilted Christian. I, I, I go into Bard's um, family room and just see all the love and how you guys are here for each other. And I'll tell you, in a time right now of despair, you guys give me a lot of hope as well. And I'm grateful for every single thing that every one of you do because you are integral parts in this war and we need each other more than we ever have. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, go into what I'd originally planned on talking about right now. And that is the illusion of choice. And we've had a lot of illusion choices. The biggest illusion of choice I think that we've dealt with in our lifetime um, is thinking that we have a party that, that stands behind us. We've got two parties that we choose from. We've got, you know, the Republicans here and the Democrats here in the United States of America, but it's an illusion of choice. It's a one-party system that has created this idea that we have someone that is standing behind us and watching out for our values, but we realize this is probably one of the biggest deceptions that we've ever had to deal with in flight work. You're right. It's one coin with two sides. I've always, I always love that metaphor. It's an illusion of choice. It's a two-headed coin. No matter what side of that coin you look at, you may have a heads and a tails, but it's still the same coin. And this is one thing that we're having to really, really uh, understand right now. And I think a lot of us are, are waking up from that. You know, we got behind the GOP um, over these last six years, which is very important. But right now we're starting to see the true rhinos, the true evil that is coming out that's pretending to be on our side, but they're not. So I'm going to play this quick little video and then we'll get right back into it. And this is a video that I had done a while back called The Illusion of Choice. I am sure there's not one of us is anything less than appalled by the death of George Floyd. Although many of us have our own different theories of what happened from the evidence that we put under a microscope, I believe we all can agree that other than being a white officer that killed a black citizen, there's no evidence of it actually being an act of racism. The man that committed the murder is a horrible man that happened to be white and an officer of the law. 
As much as a civilian can despise a dirty cop, I can promise you nobody despises a corrupt officer as much as the many honorable men and women in blue. This event was either created for or groomed into the chaos it has become. The puppet masters that run the world want us divided by race, gender, religion, and anything else that'll keep us distracted from noticing the real enemy. I understand why the division is here, and I do not blame those that have fallen for it. I also understand how it is harder to trust the words of a man of my complexion that you have been taught not to trust. So I implore you to take a moment and listen to a man that spent his life standing up for the black community. A man that has always been a name synonymous with black rights and power. They aren't really Negro leaders. These are puppets that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. These are parrots that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. You can't name me a Negro leader who has been a Negro leader who has been who has betrayed Negroes, who is not who has not been endorsed, sanctioned, uh, subsidized, and supported by the white liberals. But being friendly and being a friend, I think, are two different things. I think there are many whites who act friendly toward Negroes. A fox acts, acts friendly toward the lamb. And usually the fox is the one who ends up with the lamb chop on his plate. The wolf doesn't act friendly. And therefore the wolf has more difficulty in getting the lamb chop in his plate. It is usually the, if you study the structure of the Negro community, economically, politically, civically, psychologically and otherwise, it's controlled by the white liberal mm -hmm. who usually poses as the friend of the Negro, who actually differs from the white conservative in, in the same way that the fox differs from the wolf. Uh, their appetite is the same. Their motives are the same. It's only their mannerisms and, and methods that differ. There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem, but you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox, and a fox is, almost, is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to, but the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling and taking for a friend. Malcolm X knew our political choices had become two sides of the same coin. His words are an example how even when a man's name can echo through the mouths of history, the words can often be forgotten. I do not feel that the Republican Party has our best interest in mind, but it's completely obvious the Democrats don't. However, I do trust President Trump, and I know his leadership will eventually bring realization to the people that the power was always ours to embrace. We just gave it away. Never forget who the real enemy is. And when the enemy you know hates on the enemy you were taught, the enemy you were taught is probably your greatest ally. You know, it's one thing I think a lot of us have had to come to terms with, you know, is the reason I played this is because this was all part of my journey is where I, you know, literally started to trust in a party at one point. But now we're at the point we don't know what we can trust. There's so many illusions of choice that are coming in every direction. And there's ultimately is a choice and that would be the choice between you know us and god you know making these choices but we're put in situations no different than the vaccination recently where they give you an illusion of choice they think that you know you don't have to take it and we didn't many of us declined it and we said no but how many of our lives ended up in complete turmoil by making that decision and it was fine because you know like susie says i only trust jesus and that's exactly where we all need to be there's one thing in this world that's not an illusion it's not an illusion of choice and that is scripture. That is the gospel. Those are the things that we need to keep our eyes on. And we need to understand that anything that happens on this earth by man could be potential deception, a potential illusion, no different than, than the shot. Like I said, you don't have to take it. That's what they said. You don't have to take it. But if you don't take it, you don't get to work here anymore. You don't get to feed your family. What kind of a choice is that? You know, it's an illusion and it's no different than this double party system that we're working with right now, which is really a single party system. We feel like we have a choice by getting to go out and vote, but the choice has already been made by these evil people. And we all know that we, we determined that it's not an election process. It's a selection process. And we're seeing that more and more. And as wonderful as Trump did is waking a lot of us up and, and letting us understand the true evil that's in this world. You know, at this point, I often ask myself, and I think many of you do too, are we being exposed to one evil in order to be pushed into the hands of another? 
and it's coming in the name of peace. And the Bible itself has actually warned us about this. They said that um, there would be a day where we were being deceived by our electors. Um, our churches would be infiltrated. And we're seeing that happen more and more every day. I read an article the other day about a Methodist church that just ordained their first um, transgender. How is that? How is that even possible? How does one work with the other? It doesn't because they, the devil knows the scripture more than anything on this entire earth. None of us know scripture better than the devil does himself. And the devil utilizes that often against us by pulling us into this thing, which is why I pay attention to semantics, the way that, that the politicians especially speak. You know, they keep saying the word God over and over and over again, and I don't hear the word Christ. I don't hear the word Jesus. Then I'm not hearing what I need to hear because God itself is a very generic term that can even be used for the devil themselves because technically Satan is their God. I listen specifically for the word Jesus and, and Christ so that I understand exactly where they stand because in my opinion, I feel the name Jesus coming out of the tongue of someone evil just burns their tongue. I feel that it almost makes them ill, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how much power Christ has. And until you, until you say that word Jesus in sincerity, they're probably going to be going through the same thing, which is why I carefully listen to that because I don't want to fall for these illusions. And I know none of you do either. We're going to have one of the biggest illusion of choices that we, we could see in our lifetime. We don't know. We don't know that day that Christ is going to come back to earth. We know that he is. We just don't know when, you know, so we have to be ready. Like I said earlier, Jesus, God, they promised us today. They didn't promise us tomorrow. So tomorrow could be too late to get that relationship with Christ, which is why it's extremely important during these times um, to talk to people, to just mention it casually, whether it be a stranger, whether it be a friend, to never be afraid to talk about Christ because you may be that one thing on that final day that brings them to find to at least start searching for that relationship with God, which is ultimately going to be their salvation. And if we don't do that, if we don't do our part, they may end up in hell. You know what I'm saying? And and we're partly responsible for that because God wanted us to spread the gospel. He wanted us to spread the love. He wanted us to spread and show the relationship that we had in hopes that other people can find it as well. You know, so this is, you know, during these times right now, our biggest job is, is helping, healing and guiding those um, other people to a point where they can hopefully find Christ at some point. So I found this today and this just was really inspirational to me. And this is a great example of what I'm talking about right now. So this girl, she's on Twitter. It, she goes by the name Positivity, uh, Positivity Pants. She says, my, chiro my chiropractor asked me this morning what she must do to be saved. We've been friends for a while, and I've tried sharing in the past, but she was flippant. Now she sees what's going on in this world and is scared. She is horrified. She wants the peace that I have with Jesus Christ. And then, um, you know, Somebody replied, whoa, praise God, that's amazing. Sooner or later, everyone is going to be asking that question. And she says, seriously, I was caught off guard and I almost cried. I couldn't talk to her long, though, because she had patients waiting. But I'll see her again on Friday and we'll have this discussion again. Guys, this is how easy it is. And, and, and often we get discouraged when we're trying to help and wake people up. Some of us are even afraid. Some of us are even afraid just like we're afraid to wear a MAGA hat in public or wear a shirt that says, I'm a proud conservative at one point, you know, in fear of somebody retaliating. Many of us are also afraid to spread that word of Christ, but we need, we need not be afraid. We should be encouraged to do it because, you know, just think about the love that you have and how much easier your life has become because you've got someone to reach out to and ask for forgiveness and ask for prayer. That is what God is to all of us. So we're, we're gifting something to somebody when we talk about God, when we introduce them to Christ and we talk about scripture, we are gifting them something. We're gifting them hopefully with the same relationship that we ourselves have with God and with Christ, but also with the hopes of their own salvation and their eternal life, which they wouldn't have without that relationship. And just like with this example that I read you, someone that that took a little time in a doctor's office with a doctor, maybe with a dentist, maybe sitting next to somebody in a waiting room somewhere while you're waiting to get your food. Having that little conversation can change someone's life. And it may not seem so right now. Just like in this case, this woman started having conversations. She planted the seed. 
It didn't go anywhere for years, according to her. But one day, one day, that doctor saw what we are seeing right now on this earth, where she's seeing the deception. She's seeing the lies. She's seeing people that pushed this um, vaccination out to somebody who have now come and realized the side effects, and they're still pushing these vaccinations out. It's hard not to see anymore. Matter of fact, those people that are blind to it, are in a serious case of cognitive dissonance. And sadly, many of those people are the ones that got the shot. You know, we have to have empathy for those people too. We have to be there for them. And we have to give them the same love and not turn on them because you got to remember, can you imagine, put yourself into their shoes for a second. Imagine you taking that shot or sending your kid to get that shot and then hearing all over the place that it could possibly give you heart issues, that it could give you all kinds of other problems, Bell palsy, um, you know, problems thinking, just think about that for a second. And then imagine them having to, to come to grips with the fact that they were fooled. Not only they were fooled, but their time may be short on this earth. That's a hard thing to admit. And that's where the cognitive dissonance comes in, which is why we have to be just very, very loving to these people. Um, D Trotman said, yes, Duncan, many were naive and trusting. Yes, Exactly. They were naive and trusting. They weren't bad people. They were just naive and trusting. We have to remember is that we've been naive. We've been trusting at one point in our lives. You know, even though we are where we are right now today in this world with that relationship with God, with that, that loving family and friendship that we have with each other because of that relationship with God, there was a time in our lives where we may not have had that. There was a time where we were making loads and loads of mistakes. There was a time that we were naively trusting what we were told, listening to the news, listening to the politicians, trusting that they had our best interests in mind. We all fell for the same thing, guys. I used to be a Democrat, if you can believe that. I used to be a Democrat. I thought that we were on the side of, of righteousness. I thought we, the Democrats, were the ones that were on the side of, of fighting for what's true and what's right. But then I realized it wasn't the case. And I walked right on over to the other party and found out I was being deceived by them too, just like all of us right here. Many of us have the same stories. And you know what? As you know, we may regret some of the decisions we've made in the past, but those decisions um, that we made in the past ultimately brought us to where we are today. And those decisions that we made in the past, those stories are going to be what helps other people reach that understanding to, to become less naive, to become less trusting of anything on this earth. The only thing in this world that we can absolutely trust that I would bet my bank on that I would give my life for is God is Jesus Christ. And I think that every single person here right now, they're here for a bended knee prayer feels the same way that I do. And this is why guys, our mission right here at this moment isn't to pull the swords from the sheath. And anyone who watches my show Kilted Christian knows there's not a day that I don't want to pull rocks out and start throwing them at Pelosi that I don't want to start throwing rocks out at, at Fauci. You know, we need to work past that. We need to let go of our anger. We need to realize that God is going to judge them. God promised us that. And if we have faith in God, we need to have faith that God's going to follow through with what he promised us. But right now, our job is to heal with love. And that is to, you know, just always be there for each other when we have hard times, just like Deep Processor and uh, High Vista are right now. So I asked, you know, sometime today, if you get a little time, just hop down on your knees for a moment and, and pray. Pray for the family that we have right here in chat that, that relies on us to be there for them. Pray for the Prosser family, High Vista, that their dog goes out comfortably and that they have strength in order to get through this and, and remember the great times that they had with their pup and not worry about the end times. You know, spending that time with our family. We need to focus on each other. We need to focus on being here for each other. We need to focus on prayer for those that reach out to us. I'm asking for prayer because they've got cancer. I've seen that multiple times. Asking for prayer because they're having rough situations with their family or or maybe they're with a mate, um, a husband or a wife that doesn't have that faith that they do and, and it feels like it's an ongoing task. Pray for them for that, 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 their loved ones find the same faith that they have because it'll strengthen their relationship and it'll give them that same hope for eternal life. Guys, right now, just like the Lord is always here for us, always, 
no exception. We need to be here for each other. And I will make a promise to you, every single one of you, you guys reach out to me and you ask for a prayer. I don't care if it's five o'clock in the morning because I, I, I generally don't sleep too much anyways. And I always have my phone on just in case something important comes through. I will hop down on my knees that moment and I will pray for you. If it's something big and you absolutely need to talk, I'm not over handing out my phone number just to give somebody that ear to listen to. Because one day I may be reaching out to you guys with, with a need, with, with a desire for help because I'm dealing with something disrupt in my life. This is why we're all here. Just like God's here for us, we need to be here for each other. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much um, for joining us today. I know it was a little bit somber towards the beginning, you know, but my heart is heavy. I know what it's like to lose a dog. Um, I know what it's like to lose a loved one. And, and let's face it, most of us here, if not all of us, are animal lovers, and we understand what that loss is like and how tough that it is, even for us grown men, you know, who will weep like children when that time comes, you know? Just be here for each other and just show that love. Open your arms, extend those arms, and just, like I said, just sometimes just lend someone an ear and a prayer. Because I want to thank you so much for joining us for this bended knee. Um, I may be back tomorrow. I think uh, Scott should be, he might be heading home this evening, so he may end up doing all shows tomorrow. But I will be running um, the two shows this evening, which is actually a four-part series that you don't want to miss with Brad Cummings on the 10 plagues. So it'll be a two tonight, one or two Bards FMs tonight, and then two Bards M tomorrow, which will be a continuation of those four episodes. Guys, that being said, thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for your commitment to the Lord. Thank you for being my family. I love you all very, very much, and God bless. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. Got it! 
Best, but it wasn't much I could have feel so I tried to touch I told the truth I didn't come to fool you And even though it all went wrong I stand before the Lord a song With nothing on my tongue
Right, Bars Nation, I'm going to have one more song for you. For those of you who are probably trying to find a little motivation to get back to work, I have got System of the Down, which is basically lyrical and musical coffee. Let's bring it on. I want to thank everybody for joining us for this Bended Knee. I will be back this evening for the beginning of a four-part series with Brad Cumming on the 10 Plagues. You do not want to miss it. Those of you who are just relaxing, enjoy your day. Those of you who are trying to find motivation to get back to work, I hope that helped. God bless you. I love you all very much, and I will see you this evening. Have a blessed day.